0: Kicking and Streaming Podcast is brought to you by Cafe 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at cafe1804.com. That's cafe, K-A-F-E, 1804.com. This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast. A binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and... Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming Podcast. My name is Graham and today I'm flying solo. Jocelyn is ill today, so we are going to be trying to do this episode. It's going to be a short one, of course, but we are solo. (laughs) So bear with me because again today I don't have a co-pilot but I do have a very uh, cool show to discuss with you and I didn't want to miss the opportunity and um, I hope you find it interesting. Today I'll be talking about a prime video show called Small Axe. Uh, Small Axe is an anthology of about five movies directed by British director Steve McQueen and uh, Three of those movies have already been released on Prime Video. Uh, Originally, it was conceived to be a series, but when Steve started doing the project that was back in 2010, he realized that he had enough material to make a particular movie about each topic. So again, we're talking about a series, sort of a mini-series, if you will, but each one consisting of... One movie. And so, as of now, we are talking about five movies. But if you go looking for it on Prime Video, what you are going to find is uh, the first three movies. The first one, of course, is Mangrove. And the second one is going to be Lovers Rock. And the third is called Red, White, and Blue. And I'd like to talk about these because I've had the opportunity to binge watch all three of them and uh, I am entirely fascinated. Uh, let's first start with the title of this anthology, Small Acts. If you are a fan of Bob Marley, you are going to be familiar with Small Acts because it is the title of one of Bob Marley's songs. That is, if you know anything about Bob Marley past, uh, uh, could you be loved and uh, no woman, no cry <laughs> that those aren't only the two songs that Bob Marley has. Uh, so what I mean by that is small axe comes from a Jamaican pro- proverb, which says, if you are a big tree, we are the small axe. And, I think you can see what where this is going because, as a matter of fact, the lyrics of Bob Marley's song continues by saying, "Sharpened to cut you down, ready to cut you down." And so, Small Axe, this anthology of movies by Steve McQueen, directed by Steve McQueen, tell the stories of the West Indian immigrants in London during the 1960s and 1970s. And I think the title in and of itself is very apropos because, again, the Western immigrant community in England might be one of the biggest at the moment. We're in 2020. But, of course, it is easy to suppose that in in 1960s uh, through the 1970s, There were just a small burgeoning community. And of course, they were subjected to a lot of police harassment, uh, in some cases of police brutality, systemic racism as it happens (laughs) in most of industrialized countries. And so this is the moment through these movies where this community starts to unite and rise as a people to demand rights and uh, certain civil liberties, and also burgeoning as a, a, a community that also becomes part of the everyday life of British society. And so, these are very important movies, and the casts are absolutely fabulous. And uh, I am happy, very happy, that I, I, I was able to, to take a look at these movies. I can't wait for the next couple of movies to be released on Prime, because I know that the upcoming ones are going to be Alex Wheatle and Education. So, let's talk about the first movie you should see on this anthology. Mangrove is about the story of the Mangrove Nine. And what happens here is Frank Critchlow, a man from Trinidad, played by Sean Parks, opens up a restaurant in Notting Hill in uh, London, it's, uh, of course, a Caribbean restaurant, and it becomes basically a community center for the West Indies community in that area. So everybody who's everybody goes there, which is what happens in any community wherever, you know, for the first time there is some kind of like food unites people, food brings people together. And when you are an immigrant, the closest thing that takes you home is food that tastes like from home. (laughs) That is uh, as simple as that. And even if you've never migrated to another country, when you've moved from one state to another, um, there are certain things from your state that you miss. And when you find those things, it, it, it takes you home. I remember... A bit more than 10 years ago when we moved from New York to North Carolina, my wife is originally from New York, born and raised. And the one thing that we went around Charlotte looking for is any pizza that was somehow similar to to the texture, to the feeling of New York. Um, we found some that came close, but <laughs> it, it, it wasn't it wasn't an easy find. And you might ask yourself: Pizza is pizza. Why does it have to taste like New York? What does it have to feel like New York? That is the immigrant experience. It is you are looking for something that not only takes you home but reminds you of home. And so, a restaurant, in that respect, uh, in any community that serves the kind of food that you are accustomed to, you will be drawn to it. And that is what happened here with the mangrove in uh, Notting Hill. But of course, the police, specifically a police officer by the name pulley decided to make it his life mission to harass this restaurant, to harass Fran Quichlow. And... The story devolves there. Uh, there is it, it becomes the whole thing becomes a movement. There's a there's a, not a riot but a a peaceful demonstration that people became provoked and uh, uh, confronted the police, and obviously the justice system in London wanted to make an example out of that, and basically created this whole circus of a trial. Two of these individuals that were accused of riot and fray were barristers. They were lawyers in themselves, and uh, they decided to represent themselves, and Frank Critchlow got represented by another lawyer. And the fact of the matter is, It goes in from there, and you have to see this development because it is a beautiful thing. I will be talking about the cast on this one because I find that, you know, it is... The the one thing I can tell you is that on this first movie, you might not be able to identify anybody you know but uh, Letitia Wright. And Letitia Wright, if you remember is the actress who played T'Challa's little sister on Black Panther. She is perhaps the most recognizable face in there, and she is absolutely marvelous. And she is playing a a real-life character by the name of Althea Jones-LaQuint. She's actually Dr. Althea jones LeQuint, and... She is a writer and activist and uh, sort of like started the Black Panther movement in England. And again, uh, Letitia Wright is absolutely, absolutely fantastic in there. You have to see for yourself because after you see the movie, after you watch the movie, go and Google Miss Althea Jones-LeCointe. And you will see the similarities, and you will then imagine why it is that Letitia Wright was the perfect cast for this movie. Malachi Kirby plays Darker's Howe, who is the other individual who was a lawyer, and he basically crushed it. He crushed it as Darker's Howe and also as a lawyer. So you you have to see this. Sean Parks plays Frank Critchlow. And yeah, there's nothing else to say because the movie was about Frank Critchlow and Sean Parks delivers. It is important to to see all of the dynamics here because the, the one thing you can learn from this movie is that You don't necessarily become an activist because you always thought that you were going to do something like that. These are things that fall on your lap. These are things that happen because the situation demands it. And sometimes even when the situation demands it, you don't necessarily fall into place and understand, I've got to do this. So sometimes even when you find yourself on the other side of the a societal abuse, you don't know that you are being called upon to rise up. And you will see this dynamics here. You will see that people don't just start being part of a struggle because they want to be on the front line. It is not an easy thing to do to decide to put your life up there and say, yeah, I'm going to be the voice of these people. But it happens because... There is a need, there's a greater need for justice. And when you care about justice, you make sure that your voice is heard. The second movie you are going to see on this anthology is called Lover's Rock. And again, I before I started watching the movie, I thought about all kinds of things, like where is this story going? Because one of my favorite, one of my favorite albums uh, by Shade is called Lovers Rock. And it is a beautiful thing. So I knew it was about music and <laughs> beautiful, liming, <laughs> nice grooving music. And I, at some point, b- before I started watching it, I thought it would be You know, about people in a band and, you know, touring and and things like that. But to my surprise, that wasn't the case. And I am absolutely marveled by this movie because it is all about, from the beginning to end almost, about a house party about a house party that is going down and everybody feeling the music, everybody having a good time. Some love stories burgeoning right in there. But if you thought that it is impossible to watch an entire movie about a house party, Not the organization, not what comes before, not what comes in the middle, not any drama that may occur, but rather what's going down during that party. The music playing, the DJs and the the entertainers doing the thing and people just dancing, dancing like there's no tomorrow. Singing, there is a moment in this movie that I find absolutely exhilarating, absolutely beautiful. It is, it was an ambitious thing to do because you can see people's lips moving when they're dancing and they're singing along with the song. But there is a moment there where it almost takes you inside the head of the people dancing. And so the music sort of stops and all you hear is their voices, a cappella singing, but completely out of this world. It's 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 almost that rejection of self and just plunged into the music and your soul just making it happen. And it goes on for longer than you, if you were a director, would have let it go. Because you would have thought, if you were editing this movie, you would have thought, yeah, maybe 30 seconds of this is enough. Because you would think people's attention span is not going to be enough to continue. But it goes on for a little longer than that. And when the music resumes, you actually feel like, man, this was too good. It, it, it should have continued. And so, Lovers Rock is one of those movies where, where not a lot of traumatic things happen. There is not a specific plot, but there is an idea And that idea is so incredibly abstract that you're fine with what's going on. Nobody needs to explain anything. You're fine watching what you're watching. I I don't know how else to say this. Um, One notable figure, notable face in this movie, Lovers Rock, is going to be michael ward if you remember top boy from netflix it's a series i think that was from last year well the series is actually older than that there was a, a a first top boy that was in the early 1910s uh, 2010s sorry and then the series was sort of like picked up by drake the canadian rapper and then they created a new version of *Top Boy*. Michael Ward starred in the newest version of *Top Boy*. And so, if you are if you're familiar with *Top Boy*, you will remember that there were a lot of actors from *Black Mirror* on this one too. Uh, on 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 the entire anthology, so so you will you will recognize some actors if you are familiar with *Black Mirror*. Also. Um, But yeah, this second movie is, it's a mood. That's the only way I can describe it. That second movie is a mood. And I, I I don't know. It's, it's one of the most beautiful things I've seen in a movie where a lot doesn't, a lot doesn't happen. So let's go over the cast for you. It's not a huge cast, of course, so you have Michael Ward as Franklin Cooper, you have Amara J. Sintobay as Martha Trenton, and Kendah Williams Sterling as Clifton. There's a few other people uh, there, but but these these are the main characters that you will see in this movie that will call your attention. And then finally, we're going to move on to red, white, and blue. Red, white, and blue is sort of like a return to the struggle because it is basically a young man who, after his father, his Jamaican father, has been brutalized by the police in London. This guy, who is a research scientist with a PhD decides that change can only happen from within. And so he decides to join the police force. This character is played by John Boyega. So it's like major, a major star, of course, from uh, star Wars. And he plays Leroy Logan, right? And, uh, so this is, <laughs> this is a guy who who is the son of an immigrant, a Caribbean immigrant who is absolutely proud. And there's a moment there where he actually says to, to the dad, You wanted us to be more British than the British. So do your work, put in your work, be work hard, study hard, and be better at everything than everybody else. And so this guy, his dream wasn't for his son to grow up to be a police officer. That is simple as that. His, his dream was what the son was doing or more. It was, you know, a research scientist or more, whatever, but no, a police officer. And especially after his row with the police, so now it's on. So imagine your son deciding hey, I'm going to join the enemy <laughs> while the father has a case going on with uh the police and wanting his his day in court. So this is what Red, White, and Blue is about. And it's it's striking because this, the character, Leroy Logan, the character that John Boyega plays, has, for a guy who is, has a PhD and, he, and it's obviously an incredibly smart dude, he is, you could see a bit of naivete in him in the way he approaches the whole thing. Because the fact of the matter is, the the. London Police Department at the time wasn't racially diverse. And I'm, I'm not entirely sure that it is as racially diverse as it should be, <laughs> even in actuality. But he goes in there and he, he thought that, yeah, I'm going to make some changes. And I'm sure that he makes the changes. Those changes, but they didn't happen rather quickly. I feel like <laughs> Leroy Logan was sort of like the Jackie Robinson of the police force. The only thing the difference is while Jackie Robinson had was given a very hard time within baseball with the people that he played his his colleagues, well he was a hero outside to his people, right? The problem with Leroy Logan is that he it, 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 it was the hate was coming from both sides. He was called a traitor by civilians within his community. People didn't want to talk to him. He wanted to sort of like start all of this community outreach and stuff, and nobody wanted part of that. But yet inside also he was subjected to a lot of hatred and abuse by his fellow officers. And it's a story that I guess McQueen decided not to conclude because it just ends right at this moment of absolute despair and doubt. Did I make the right decision by doing this? Am I doing something here? Is this ever going to work out? And And that's where it ends. I encourage you to watch these movies. And as I said, I can't wait for the next couple of movies to come out. I am grateful to Steve McQueen for this anthology because these are stories that need to be told. And there is a community out there in England that has been thriving for a long time but still today they are the small acts they are the small acts so prime video is where you will find this and tell us what you think if you are listening on the uh, audio version give us a comment either on twitter on instagram or if you are watching on youtube Thank you for stopping by. Don't forget to subscribe and also comment. Tell us what you think. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Kicking and Streaming Podcast. If you have found value in our content, please subscribe and share. We would also be delighted to hear what you think of this podcast. So please rate us by writing a quick review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all major social media platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Join the conversation happening today on our Facebook group.